while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. They can hear us, but I can hear us. Okay, we'll go with it. <laughs> Welcome to South Coast. Someone tonight. will be alerting you shortly if there's nothing coming out, right? Yeah, which I'm not going to say I, I don't appreciate. I, like I appreciate that. But sometimes people call in and they say I can't hear this or I can't hear that. And it's just their own problem. <laughs> right. Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. I can't hear, you know, the app's not working. No, the app's working fine. Your internet's not working. Right. But if I do get multiple, so if it's a singular complaint, I know that's probably not the case. Right. If it's multiple complaints, then I know, okay, there's a problem here. Right. But, so... I don't want to discourage people from doing that. Right. You know. Yeah, let us let us know if there's something not working correctly. <laughs> Looks like somebody I'm might be calling the line now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good evening, you're live. Ask and we shall receive. What's going on, boy? You guys are good. I can hear you. All right. All right. Great. Sounds good. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Do, do you have a question, comment? I think he was just letting us know that he can hear us. I appreciate Thank that. Thank you. That's that great. was great. Not that we ever had any doubt. And I'm also getting a, um, I'm also getting a text message. Excellent. We're good. Excellent. All right. We're in good shape. <laughs> we should have never. You should have never doubted yourself, Marcus. 508-996-0500 is how you can call in. Tell us if you heard us, if you're hearing us, or alternatively, make a comment. Jared, you you're a you're a Republican, right? I am. You had like a. I don't want to get too too much into the State of the Union. Right. I said that last time, but that ended up being like the conversation about the. That ended up happening, right? Well, everybody's got their, you know, you know, you got a lot of people. You can't be serious, you know, like, and then yeah, that was pretty much everybody. Right. Was calling me. Right. You can't so, be serious, of course. Um, but uh, especially my friends on the right, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm outnumbered, man. So yeah, that, that must be you know it's funny I say this with my dear Democrat colleague on my my uh, on my board because it's two Republicans to one Democrat I go lucky him he's the only Democrat in Massachusetts in the minority yeah right yeah <laughs> uh, that sounds good actually that's not bad uh, hey it works out for from me. an electoral per- like an actual doing stuff kind of perspective you can just be like him. What can you do? For him, right? Yeah. yeah. I got these two what Republicans standing in my way. Well, it's like an Andrew Cuomo. You know, Andrew Cuomo, like, was caught rig- trying to rig 
the uh, rigged the state Senate elections against the Democrats. Right. <laughs> because he knew that once the Republicans lost the state Senate, he would have to do stuff. And right. And he'd be in a precarious situation. Exactly. Because he didn't ever want to do stuff. Exactly. But I guess anyway, sort of the bad stuff he was doing. State of the Union. John from Verhaven, we can hear you. That's great. Thanks. That's good. Excellent. All, All right. right. I appreciate that. So <clears throat> we're talking about the um, the State of the Union. All right. Do you have any thoughts on it? I have this one overarching thought, and this thought applies whether the president, because people say, well, you're only saying that because it's a Democrat president. So I didn't watch it. I yeah. did not watch it last week. Uh, mm-hmm. I didn't watch it on any replay. I didn't read really much of anything else about it. Um, that wasn't because it was a Democrat. I, I generally don't watch it when it's a Republican president. I have. I mean, I, I think I may have watched one of Trump's, maybe one of Obama's. Like, I, I But I don't, don't make it a point to watch the State of the Union. I will say this. All you have to do is deliver a letter. Thomas Jefferson, for eight years, delivered <laughs> a letter. The Constitution does not call for this pomp and circumstance, this this they don't even really call for the joint session it's a i believe the constitution states that a state of the union shall be given to congress by the president from time to time and jefferson always eschewing oration always chose to deliver a letter to congress to be read aloud i think probably by the senate president by the vice president or uh, or the Speaker of the House. Look, I will say this, um, wh- whether it be a Republican or a Democrat president, I think for me, and this is probably just... It's naive. worth noting that Thomas Jefferson was uh, had went had transitioned from the... Um, Thomas Jefferson was the third president of yes. the United States. And uh, Thomas Jefferson had, had transitioned from a speech to a letter. And that tradition carried on until Woodrow Wilson. Right. Right. Exactly. In, in 19, who was elected in 1917. So right. that's how long the State of the Union was not a speech. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think what it's turned into, which I, I, I hate political theater. I don't care who it is. I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. I hate political theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is, unless it's unless it's something that's like necessary or acceptable, like again, parliament, right? I mean, prime minister's questions, that's something they've done for like hundreds of years. So I feel like the State of the Union has become more unnecessary political theater. Like okay. I have this, and I know it's just naive idealism at this point, that like the president of the United States is the president of the United States, whether it's a Democrat or a Republican. A member of Congress is a member of Congress, whether they're Republican or Democrat. And like that to me is what that exercise should be. The president, not a Republican president or a Dem- the president giving a report to the Congress, not, you know – 30, uh, 47 Republicans and 50 Democrats in the Senate and whatever the number, two, two, tw- 222 in the House Republicans. No, it's it's one singular president giving a report to 535 members of Congress, both chambers. And that, to me, is what it should be. And it has become, and I doubt Wilson, I think, as time has gone on, and you look at it, I mean, President Trump's average, and I saw this statistic, it was really interesting. President Trump averaged the longest State of the Union address at just a hair under 80 minutes on average. Um, Barack Obama's was long. But up until, like, Barack Obama and Trump, I mean, they they generally stayed at less than, I mean, Bill Clinton's average, I think, was 45 minutes. So, you know, now, for me, it's become yet another exercise in needless political theater and nothing but loud noise being made by whoever the president is when it was a Republican president. I obviously probably agreed with way more policy points than when it's a Democrat president. And last point I'll make, I think we see we have a caller, but the last point I'll make on it is 
let's not pretend for any minute anything laid up by President Biden is going to get done with the Republican House. Like, it, it, it was the same thing was true, true after Trump lost Congress in 2018. Like, let's not pretend anything he wants to do is going to get done with the Democrats, uh, Democrat House. So, like, it just, it's just it's needless theater to me. Good evening, your life. Marcus. What's up? Hey, I ain't got all night. I got to go to bed. Did you get any information? Oh, yeah. Uh, so the wind turbines, um, we get a uh, the town of Fairhaven gets $100,000 a year uh, for the wind turbines in terms of a yeah. benefit. That's all they get. Um, and you were talking about your utility bills. Um, specifically. Yeah, yeah. Specific, I mean, so, you know, we're talking about like, uh, you know, like, um, uh, like electric. Well, that's ever source rate. That's ever ever source rate hike. Yeah, go ahead. You were talking about electric. That's ever ever source rate hike. If we're talking about like water, right now, I mean the only. Well, I'm talking. I was talking about the sewer being almost almost either double or triple of what we're paying for water. That's what I was concerned of because I'm like, if we have our own sewer plant, we should be able to do it a lot cheaper than double the triple of what we're getting for the supply. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I I talked to the superintendent, and he's like, I can't really speak on, like, everybody's personal, you know, uh, you know, I don't know everybody's personal, uh, like, everybody's... No, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't trying to get, like, a specific answer for my bill, personally, but I was, I was curious to find out why we're paying so much for sewer when we have our own sewer facility plant in town, you know what I mean? Versus if we were to get it somewhere else, if, if we had another, like, a third party doing it. You know, uh, you know, out of out of town. Yeah, I could see the rates being a little higher than the water coming in, but it's like you know, if we're doing it in house, we should be paying double the triple of what we're paying. You know, for yeah. for the supply coming in. I mean, we're updating our sewer treatment plant. I, I think we're going to end up seeing a, a much more like efficient delivery of services there in terms of like why a particular bill is higher. We didn't really we like we couldn't really come to a conclusion on, on you know like I can't. It might be cheaper here than it is in other places, uh, for example, but yeah. we couldn't come to a particular conclusion why, you know, one particular bill was higher than the others. Because in terms of the services delivered and, and, like, the cost and all that, it's all been pretty much the same. Yeah, I'd be I'd be curious to find out what matter poison's getting charged in uh, Marion and the surrounding towns, even New Bedford. You know what yeah. I mean? I, 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 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask my mother. She's got a water bill, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to ask her. She lives in New Bedford, so I'll, yeah. I'll touch. Well, some of, that too is, some of that, too, is... Um, some of the Demarion and Mattapoise yeah. even have town sewer. I'm not That's a good sure. Question. I'm, not, I'm honestly not uh, sure. That, that, I, I don't think they do. I think they might be septic. Yeah. So well, who's the who's the who's the guest tonight? Uh, we don't have a we don't have we we just have a guest host. We don't have a, I don't have a guest tonight. No. Uh, who's who's who did I just hear talking? Oh, this is this is uh this is Jared Valenzoli. He's a county commissioner, Republican county commissioner in Plymouth. He's my guest host okay. tonight. Okay. Yeah, I um, I was just listening just a little bit, and I I says I got to call him before I go to bed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I appreciate it. But uh, but yeah, no, we just you know, in in terms of that, like we're I will say with the water, you know, because there have been some uh, we have heard we've been hearing from residents. I did talk a little bit to the superintendent about because every year we you know we vote to to um to you know either for a rate rate hike or to stall the rate rate hike we're working towards a solution to try to save some people some money on on um on their water bills at the very least uh so uh, we talked about a little bit about that today for um before my meeting so when we do get that you know i'll let you know but there was no like specific answer that we could come up with in terms of other than just you know general costs are going up 
I will say with the yeah. electricity too. I, I know. So I live in Rockland, and several years ago, the town negotiated a collective kilowatt rate. So one of the one of the little known secrets is you can negotiate your own kilowatt rate. So you get you know the delivery service down here is Eversource, right, Marcus? So mm-hmm. they they are the delivery method, but you can still source your own kilowattage. So the town, my town, and that's why knock on wood, I have not been killed with the rate heights because the town had locked in a kilowattage rate for the entire town of Rockland. So, um, but, but individuals are free to do that. And then as it relates to wind turbines, it's sort of an interesting thing. The town of Hull built two, and they were one of the first municipalities I know of that built them. Um, the first one, I believe, pretty much cut the municipal electricity to nothing. And the second one took care of like the rest of the I facility. Mean, so it's, it's, but that that's our, a peninsula, uh, right, sticking in the middle of the ocean. So yeah, it's, our, it's our electricity. Yeah, here it, the electricity goes into the grid, and the only tangible, like expressed, ben- like the only real guaranteed tangible benefit that we know that Fairhaven gets from the turbines is the hundred thousand dollars a year in the in in basically um, uh, that they get paid by the the company that operates it hundred thousand dollars a year I know that for a fact in terms of like the electric the electric just goes into the grid so beyond that I, I don't have you know I don't I don't know what other tangible benefit we're getting from that all right you got some homework to do then Marcus I'll be calling <laughs> well, in, I'll be calling in uh, in next next month now <laughs> <laughs> calling anytime right. appreciate thanks, it thanks Marcus thanks bye um yeah I mean we we've got a significant amount of um We've got a significant amount of public works upgrades that we're doing right. here. You know, we've got, you know, today we're talking about where we're going to put a new recycling center. It's, it's, there's a lot I'm of telling work. you that water sewer infrastructure is, is huge. And I know I talked about it when you had me on a few weeks ago with ARPA funds. I mean, that, that's what we found to be the highest and best use. I mean, again, my, my hometown of Rockland, the biggest need we have is our sewer treatment facility. Yeah. Um, tens of millions of dollars to address, I think, what the needs are there. And, you know, those aren't the fun, flashy yeah, projects no, that folks want to do. And people, yeah, you know, they just, it's not what they want to do. So it's, yeah. it's a lot of deferred maintenance across all these, all these systems. Um, but yeah, I mean, as it relates to a community like Marion, I'm out of poison. I'm not, I, I'm not sure, but I'm, I'd speculate. I don't think they have their own town sewer. Yeah. I just, I know your sewer basically is dependent upon your, like, uh, like the sewer that you're paying is dependent upon, the your water usage and all of that right I think there's different rates our rates haven't gone up so i don't, I don't yeah. know uh i think the sewer fee is higher than the water fee um but in terms of like why a particular i you know it was it was difficult to answer but the right. turbi- those turbines yeah as far as i know weren't um there was a whole lot of hoopla about that too when those turbines were going up it was a big thing right like, you oh know, i imagine you know? I think somebody posted, I think they showed a shot of them on Fox News a few weeks ago, but it was actually, they said it was New Bedford on Fox National, but it was Fairhaven. Or maybe it was Dartmouth. I, I'd have to double check. It was the day after the election. So a friend of mine just that lives in New Bedford. Day after what election? The special city uh, preliminary election for Ward 3. Somebody, for like oh, Fox News like was just, you know how they show random shots of across Fox, country. like local Fox? No, national Fox. Big Fox. Fox News Channel. They were. They showed a picture. I think it was. It was of wind turbines, and they said it was in New Bedford, but... It was after the preliminary election? Yeah. Not connected. I just only referenced it as like a date, they date were, point. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. This is We're stumbling upon something. Hold on. Are we? Fox News 
was covering the Ward 3 special? No. No. I'm okay. just Fox News randomly showed a picture of wind turbines that they attributed to New Bedford, but they were in Fairhaven. So Fox, okay. So Fox News was I I mentioned the So Fox News was complaining about wind turbines. No, they were just showing a random picture. It's just like they're cutting to break. Here's a random picture of what they thought was New Bedford. Now I'm going to call it up because this tangent is not nearly as good. Here we go. Um yeah, I need to fig- we need to get we need to figure this there one out. There it is. Though. So they this is it. It was just they were cutting to break. Like nothing to it. They were just cutting to break and they showed those wind turbines and attributed them to New Bedford. Oh, it's Chris Sheldon. Yes. His- Shout out to Chris. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it just was like, oh, here's New Bedford Mass. But it's Fairhaven. That is 100% Fairhaven. <laughs> that is 100% Fairhaven. I just I figured being of a left persuasion you would have enjoyed Fox News getting something wrong because they don't normally do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. They did get that wrong. That's yes, sure. they did get yeah. that wrong. That was the first time I noted something was incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. Uh, not the worst thing Roger Ailes ever did. No, <laughs> no, no. Not even close to the worst thing Roger Ailes ever did or has ever done. Is he still well, alive? He's, no, he's dead. Yeah, he's dead. Just, right, right. That joke, um, that joke would have worked better if he was still alive. Right, exactly. But, but no, dead. you know, back to the State of the Union, though, I, I you know, Deliver a letter. It's it's needless political fanfare, and and I feel like there's just been too much of a blending of of our political theater with our government institutions, and I think that's leading to so many people not really being able to separate the two. And I think that that's becoming a bigger and bigger problem because I think, you know, at least on my side of the fence, I I, I have so many. People that will look at, you know, I know we talked about Mitch McConnell, but they'll look at other Republicans. They'll look at, say, a, a, a Lisa Murkowski in Alaska or, or uh, yeah, I'll just use Lisa Murkowski. It's like, wow, why, why is she a Republican? How is she a Republican? How does she make this vote? It's like, well, she does still represent a state. Like, that is the first and foremost job, right? In, in like, or Joe Manchin in West Virginia, probably even, even better example than Murkowski because of the way he votes. But, like, a lot of energy in West Virginia. He's not going to be necessarily totally... Well, <laughs> a lot of energy in, in West Virginia. Well, cold, a lot of energy in, energy in West Virginia or in his own personal portfolio. Well, hey, he's your guy. He's a not coal mine. baron who lives on a yacht. Sure, but nevertheless... He's like, point, a, he's like a comic book villain. But he's voting what he believes... For his personal financial gain. And it's also in the best interest of the people of West Virginia. I don't, don't worry. That's he'll be, true. He'll be eliminated next year for a Republican. I honestly hope so. Here's my thing. <laughs> no, no, no. No, here's my thing. Here's my thing with, like, Mansion I mean, I Cinema. Here's too. my thing with Mansion Cinema. I, I don't care. Well, you already eliminated what's, what's, Cinema. What's the point? Well, first of all, the reason she switched to independent is because everybody in Arizona hates her. And so she's trying to hold Democrats' feet to the fire and say... Hey, uh, you're not going to run another because she was going to get absolutely going to get primaried. And based on her, her polling numbers are atrocious. Democrats don't like her. Obviously, Republicans don't like her. Independents don't really like her either. Right. So she's trying to switch to independent to, to hold Democrats feet to the fire and basically say, you can't primary me. So I'm going to be the best thing you can possibly get in Arizona. But you know what? You know what I say? You got to be willing. You've got to be willing to play the long game on that stuff. You've got to be willing to say, you know what? We are the Democratic Party. We will be running a Democrat, one that doesn't try to blow up they everything are. that we do. I think it's a congressman. Ruben, right Ruben yeah. Gallego. Gallego. I don't yeah. know if Ruben Gallego, 
Ruben Gallego strikes me as the um, as the Arizona Arizona Beto, but um, but fine by me, right? Well, that's the whole. Like, <laughs> so, like, I saw I saw Ruben Gallego. Guys, this is getting a little bit. Uh, we're getting a little bit off kilter here. But Ruben Gallego, guys, is a congressman from Arizona. He is a fairly younger guy. I think probably in his thirties, maybe early forties. He was in the Marines, um, I believe. I think he might be an Ivy League guy, but he was in the Marines. Um, he is, I call him Republican, Be- uh, not Republican, Arizona Beto, because he's got this thing where he thinks being a congressman and swearing is cool. Like, he, oh, sure. So yes. he, he was on, ah, okay. he was on yeah. Bill, he was on Bill Maher, uh, last Friday or, or the Friday before. I can't remember, but he was on Bill Maher and he just like swore a bunch, like in a way that like wasn't really That's like cool, right? Yeah. Isn't that no, cool? Like, yeah. He said, he said the F word. Wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, he's a congressman. Congressman, and he they're, said the F word. Isn't that cool? just like us? <laughs> just like, like that us. Stupid Us Weekly it's, page. It's easy to like that. Like if you're public speaking and all of that, and you're talking about these issues. Like the way I talk off the air is sometimes a bit more colorful than the way I talk on the air naturally because I'm not governed by FCC guidelines. Right. But I'll tell you something. Doing this is way harder, right? Oh, doing yeah. this is way harder without having all the vocabulary that you that you possess within your disposal. Right. <laughs> you know, at a your lot disposal. of the full, a lot of colorful words right. that you occasionally can be, like to blend in here it and can there. Be, it can be sort of a little bit more difficult to convey your passion on a particular issue ruben gallego thinks that like oh i'm on bill maher i'm on hbo i can swear but it's like you're a little bit yeah you're congressman you want to be a senator it's not becoming right Right. it's not becoming of somebody who's going to be an elected who wants to be one of the 100 most powerful people what do they call the senate the greatest institution in the world yeah I don't agree with that at all, but <laughs> but but my point is, Ruben Gallego gives me heavy Beto O'Rourke vibes. I don't know if the Democratic Party is actually supporting him, but he is going to run. But I think even if Ruben Gallego runs, right, and there's a three-way, let's say it's a three-way race with Cinema, Gallego, and some Republican, right? I think if the Republican wins because Cinema and Gallego split the vote, I think that's a necessary sacrifice that the Democratic Party has to be willing to make so that people like Kristen Cinema cannot hold them hostage. You cannot have somebody say, well, I'm going to switch to because it's different when you got a guy like Angus King and Bernie Sanders who went into went into their body as independents and right. generally play ball. But to get somebody like Kristen Cinema, who's just an absolute political vandal who has no discernible belief about anything other than who's get, who's cutting her a check at the time, which a lot of Democrats do, I understand. But her, she's just all she is is a political vandal. Um, you can't let people like that hold your party hostage. So if Kristen Cinema's got to go for if a Republican's yeah. going to win, it means Kristen Cinema <clears throat> going. I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, she's not a Democrat anymore. I, 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 I mean, my personal approach is never like I never want to sacrifice a single Republican ever. I mean, mm-hmm. nationally, obviously, you can kind of get away with it a little bit more because you have other. I mean, Massachusetts wants to do it constantly. And I'll never agree with it here on a more local level. But nationally speaking, like I, I'll never want to eliminate a Republican because I think it might be for the overall better good, unless they sort of pull something like that, right? Like to your point, she was elected as a Democrat, and and I and I think folks don't 
appreciate what that means in its entire like the Democratic Party, the D the the DSCC, the Democratic Senatorial Campaign Committee, probably poured a lot of money into winning that seat in yeah. Arizona. And to take those funds, take that money to win that seat as a Democrat meant that there were resources that did not go into other races that Democrats maybe felt that they could have won nationally yeah. to only then have her turn around and leave the party. And and I don't remember a Republican doing that. It may be, um, no, Arlen Specter did it in Pennsylvania. He did do that. But at least, at least he went into the Democrat Party. He, yeah. he was elected as a Republican, switched and went to the Democrat Party. Uh, I think Cinema t- is sort of trying to sniff out her own path of relevance because to your point, she's just not popular. Um, How could she be? She doesn't stand for anything. Right. So in her, Arizona. Her big thing is wearing stupid clothes. Well, I was going to say she was in that big yellow dress the last week in next to Mitt Romney. Um, I, I mean, look, you know, cinema to me, the, 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 the sound bites I've heard, which is what politics has generally become, I, I've. Even when she was still the Democrat, I didn't mind some of the sound bites. Um, but certainly leaving the party and doing that now. But again, it's just another example of of the theater of it, right? I mean, that's some of her theater. But look, I, she recognizes in her and Manchin both their power within that the 50-50 Senate. And keeping Democrats down to 50 just means that they continue to hold more and more on to the, the power they have by being those important votes. But, I mean, the Senate map next year for Democrats is going to be ruthless anyway. I think 24 out of 34 Democrats that are up next year. So, and obviously some of those are going to be cakewalks like Elizabeth Warren, but, you know, there's going to be a lot of seats being defended next year for Democrats. The the Senate map for Democrats is is usually bad because the Senate's stupid. Um, But the Senate, it is stupid. The Senate, the Senate. um, I love the Senate. I don't, it's ridiculous that that Wyoming has as many votes as, as California. California or Texas, but um, but they, they but, don't overall. They only have, you know, it still has to come from the House where they're diminished. Yeah, but yeah, but the yeah, but the Senate has carte blanche on everything. It goes from the House to the Senate. Well, and that was the design. If they don't get sixty votes, that yeah, was, but now it's now it's well, a, the sixty vote thing wasn't necessarily a design, although it kind of was. It kind of was. Bottom line is this: when people say Congress does nothing, I usually say good. The less they do, the better. As a matter of fact, yeah. <laughs> We'll see if we end up credit defaulting. Uh, so, so, um, so, what were we talking about? State of the Union, but I, but it more, it more. I mean, look, I, I don't know. I mean, content. I didn't watch it. I missed it. Um, I think I was busy doing something close to nothing. Um, no, I'm kidding. I forget what I was doing, but it was definitely Plymouth County related. But you know, look, it's just <laughs> I was hard at my job. Yes, I, I didn't know I, what I was. I was working so hard. I that, think it may have been at a selectman meeting. But at any rate, it's um. No, I think it really is to me symptomatic of what has become American politics now, which is the which is theatrics, and and I think it leaves little room for you know those of us, whether it be me on the Republican side or you, Marcus, on the Democrat side. I think it leaves little room for honest debate and conversation about policy because it's really about. Who gets the best and biggest soundbite? Who gets the applause line? You know, you had, I mean, you had Biden. I, I did see some clips, you know, Biden, you know, engaging the Republican side and like then Marjorie Taylor Greene yelling liar. And, and you know, it, 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 it just, you know, Kevin McCarthy had probably the most creative comment of all. He had really great seats at a really bad sporting event. And, you know, and it's like, I, I personally, I just, I get turned off by, by show politics a lot, um, and the State of the Union for me, 
again, I just I think back to what that meant when George Washington was president. Like, what did that mean? And that didn't mean Washington engaging Federalists and anti-Federalists in the chamber and them yelling back at. At least I don't think so. Every historical record I've read, it wasn't really like that. We're getting a. We're getting up to getting to British Parliament. Well, we are, and if that's something we questions want, questions and answers. Right. I like. I, I kind of like it. I. I mean, hey, look, I love that Prime Minister's questions every week. But to be fair, the Prime Minister is a member of Parliament yeah, still, so it's yeah. they are a member of Parliament that's still. True. So yeah. the the other membership is holding them accountable. Yeah, for for people who don't know the the part, the Prime Minister oh, so good is elected. So much fun to watch. Is a, yeah, the, but the Prime Minister for people who don't know isn't elected isn't elected nationwide. They're elected. By the majority it's party, kind of like what the Speaker of the House more or less is. I mean, I know they have their own Speaker, the, but the, it's more or less the, the PM is uh, the PM is basically the Speaker of the House if the Speaker of the House got to like run the country, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. they represent districts, and that's why it changes like every you know. That's why Liz Truss could be the the Prime Minister of England for like thirty, 30 days, days, and yeah. she's still a member. I mean, think about it, right? They went Boris Johnson still a member, Margaret Thatcher when they ran her out, she was she went back to the bench. Wait, was Boris Johnson a, 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 a member of parliament? Oh, yeah. He still is to this day. He floated Ronnie again when Liz Truss was run out in 20 days. Well, because I remember when Boris Johnson was mayor of London. Yes. And then he was elected to parliament and then elected um, prime That's, minister. I can't believe. No one's ever said that. <laughs> yeah. I remember Boris Johnson when he was mayor of London. Right. You know, and it's funny. But like you, Here's why I do. Because the Olympics, he was mayor of London when yes, the Olympics were there he in was. 2012. Yeah. Hey, listen, I got. We really got to take that. All break. right, all right. W. Anyway. Oh yeah. Any um, is there anything like locally that you're looking out for in terms of elections uh, coming up? Well, you know, I, I will it's say got the municipal elections. Yeah, um, I think you know, I know they're nonpartisan, but I, I think hopefully, and and she's going to be behind the eight ball because he was just elected a few weeks ago but um the new chairman of the mass republican party amy carnival mm. um, has talked great about great savior oh yes <laughs> it's an, all better now oh yeah well she's got a lot of work to do you know and, and it, it, it's no it's a unenviable position to be chairman of the massachusetts republican party um sure because is. you're just going to be held to an impossible standard no matter which which side you come down on it with um i i will say you know i'm optimistic that hopefully there'll be just a, a rebirth of the infrastructure of the party um you know democrats i think while certainly a lot of local races are they are nonpartisan, and i know a lot of times we try to skew partisanship in them i know i do but i think it would be naive to think that they're not partisan a little bit either so um you know i I, th- I think both parties make a concerted effort and that's honestly what the local parties are for i, I mean, mean that's I mean, what your rtcs and dtcs are for so i think yeah. hopefully you know at least across plymouth county you know i i personally always look to support friends who have been friends of the county friends of me first make sure you know ones that are up for re-election you know give them whatever support and help i can give them to get them reelected and you know, if there's an open seat situation in a community, um, focusing there, you know, certainly in Brockton, uh, we have the mayor up, uh, Mayor Sullivan. Um, I think he's done a nice job. Is he a Republican? He's not. He's a Democrat. Um, but again, you know, not partisan and we have a great working relationship with them. It has been floated that perhaps District Attorney Tim Cruz's 
uh, opponent Rasan Hall could run against. I've heard that too. Um, that's been out there. So yeah, you know, certainly we uh, probably heard that from the same person. We very well may have. Yeah. I think we did. Um, now that you say that, yeah, you know, if something like that were to happen, you know, I I think again, being mayor of the city of Brockton is less about partisan theater and talking points and more about managing the city, which I, I think Mayor Sullivan's done a, a nice job doing. So um, obviously there will be a Republican absent from that race, I'm sure. <laughs> I'd be surprised if there was uh, a Republican in that race. Well, but Mayor Sullivan, I think, has earned another term. And, and you know, certainly, again, Rasan Hall, I just don't see being a fit uh, to run the city of Brockton. Well, we'll see. That'll be interesting if he if he jumps into that race. Big time. Big time. Makes and, sense. Yeah. And one of the few cities, too, that is still left with it. They used to have a four-year term, and they actually moved it to a two-year term, which is... You know, I, I mean, I, I think New Bedford is four. Is New Bedford four? New Bedford's four, but it just got moved to four from two right. uh, back in 2017. Yeah, I know a lot of Quincy did recently. I mean, I, I don't know. I have a four-year term. I, I can't. I mean, any executive position, I can't imagine having anything less than a four-year term. I mean, you, 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 you're starting on a project. You're starting on – you're setting your goals – in your administration, and, and before you even get out of the gate, you're already yeah. kind of running for re-election on a two-year term. You just hope that, like, you know, the problem is, is if you if you elect somebody and they get in there and you're like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, do no. a do a better job though. This guy I mean, wasn't ready. Do a better job vetting though. I mean, that's. So to some degree, you know, when it's especially when it comes to local elections, again, the theme I always I always try to hammer this home. Like there's such a focus on national politics now, and that's okay. Like don't tune out of it either. But like it's coming at the expense of local politics now. And you're right. A lot of times folks are getting elected to positions as a matter if they're Republican or Democrat. They're getting elected into things that they're just not qualified for, not interested in, which is almost worse than not being qualified. Um, a lot of times they want to check a box or to feel accomplished about something. And that's when you start running into problems. Um, and that that is a problem. And that's something that, you know, folks, I hope, will really pay close attention to uh, at a local level this year. One more thing before we take this break. It is worth noting that Baker and Polito just weighed into the Attleboro mayoral race. The special election replaced yes. Paul Hero because Jay Delisio is the acting mayor is a Republican. Yes. So they, they jumped in to endorse him. Poirot's endorsing uh, endorsed the city councilor, another city councilor that's not Delisio. So that, that, right. that's, that is an int- you, d- you definitely do see some partisanship oh, for sure. those races. All right, we got to take a break. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. The biggest. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. So bad. Absolutely terrible. So bad. So bad. Uh, it's sad too. I mean, but just terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm here with uh, guest host Jared Valenzuela. We're here. We're here until ten. We're taking your calls, your app chat messages five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That's how you can join us <clears throat> this evening. You're actually up for re-election next year. I am, which is really hard to believe. Um, you know, because you you know Marcus being being an activist and a and a in a 
a player in, in elections that like you kind of get used to the two year cycle. So it was nice like not having to run this year, yeah. um, but or, or last year I should say in twenty twenty two and and for me it gets kind of awkward because my Republican colleague was up and you know for me like I did a fundraiser in twenty twenty one. You know, right after I was like, you know, sworn in and like, you know, like our rap centers, everybody does fundraisers, even in the off years, just to kind of keep the engagement level up. And, you know, last year it gets sort of odd because like, well, there is a county commissioner up and running for reelection. She's my colleague. So like I kind of like I I ramped down a little bit of what I would have done. I mean, I did like a virtual fundraiser. I did a couple of mailing fundraisers, which which helped get some money in. Um, But now this year I'm looking at fundraisers and. You know, before you know it, it's virtual be, fundraisers just don't. They don't have that same. Well, you know, it was funny, right? Appeal. So I, they don't. Um, it I've was done a virtual fundraiser. I've been in virtual fundraisers. Right. Like, well, you know, I didn't do it. Sucks. There was actually no virtual component though. It was just sort of like I put it on social media, and it was oh, like oh, it wasn't like a Zoom fundraiser. No, I didn't even do it. I was just like, you know what? None of you people. Oh, so you just see- ask people for money? Literally, I just asked them for money. Okay. But I, I put it on like Facebook, and a few people were like, "Well, hey, well, you know, send us a Zoom." Like I'm like. Uh, I'm not going to do that. And actually, I think that thing it worked. So, so that's sort of the awkward—not awkward, but like just well, different thing with the way my board is constructed. Jared, that I rip it down. You go to fundraisers for one reason. Yeah, FaceTime. Exactly. FaceTime. You go to fundraise, not just and not even like FaceTime. Which, I shouldn't put it that like. No, 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 no. no. Like I'm no, going to for friends too. No, no, no. It depends because you go to you go to fundraisers for FaceTime. And not just FaceTime with the people there, but the FaceTime with the other, like, people there. You know, like yes, the, like this. you go to a fundraiser, like, oh, here's so-and-so and here's so-and-so. That's why you go to fundraisers. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's a why, networking that's why, event. That's yeah. why Zoom fundraisers are a, a wholly unappealing prospect. Right. Hey, remember when I saw you at such and such a Zoom fund? No, I don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, no. I did not give you a business card there, right? Yeah, right. Zoom. So no, I, yeah, yeah. You know, so I mean, for me this year, I, I'm definitely, you know, Plymouth County is a big county and, um, you know, I made, you know, I'm going to, I've been trying to make a concerted effort, mm-hmm. you know, to be down in this part and I appreciate you and, and Jess getting me on the airwaves here too but like oh, yeah. just overall as, as we, a, got a, we got a really good listening audience yeah. in, in southern Plymouth County yeah, and, yeah. As, and it just as a public servant there you know one of the things that I do try to do and, and and obviously fundraisers help keep me in this position but it's sort of a I always try to use these opportunities to also talk about what Plymouth County government does both in terms of like what the county does but then also as a partisan Republican being in such a hyper minority in Massachusetts being one of the few elected Republicans in Massachusetts, like showing like, well, why should this race matter? And and we've talked about it off air and I'm sure even on air a few weeks ago, like Democrats want to win every single seat. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that's really startling me the most as I travel Republican circles as an elected more and more is hearing the and people would even say it about me, like, well, who cares about being a county commissioner? Why do you care about that? You know, we care about governor and senator and Congress. And I go, that's all well and good. But like. The Democrats care and the Democrats are winning and they're enacting their policy positions. And now you're sitting back on social media complaining about that policy while eschewing winnable races because you want to focus in areas where we can't win. So, you know, I'll be ramping up. You know, I'll be doing some fundraisers this year. I'm going to try and do three and sort of the three, you know, you divide the county into thirds because there's 27 communities. So, you know, so the northern third, the middle third and. And down here in this part. All right, part. Jared, I don't want to hand you an FCC form, so I'm going to take a break. Like that. If you want to hear everything. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine that. 
looking at the ma- the Mahomes magic crunch over your shoulder that I'm sure the Saturday afternoon host uh, brought in and left. I, you know what? Oh, she, I, I should take it hostage. Send like pictures of it, like <clears throat> in random places. <laughs> like what is what is High V? I know that's a supermarket chain, but like what a Mahomes magic crunch? What is that? It looks like frosted flakes. Oh. Think there any? We should crack the. We should crack it open. Think the cereal was eaten inside? No, it's definitely closed. Mm. I, I could just, go. I could. I could go for some Mahomes Magic Crunch. Um. I mean, she won. She did win the Machado Bowl yesterday. Congratulations to Jess Machado on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over her husband, uh, an Eagles fan. Oh, I'm yeah. just glad both teams scored a lot of points. That's all I cared about. Yeah, <laughs> that was my that the, the I bet the over fifty one and a half, and uh, I just bet on the point. I didn't even bet on a team over. I just I bet, bet the over. I bet Philly over twenty six and a half, and uh, both of them I think were pretty much tied up uh, after the third. Right, if I'm remembering yeah, we the hit scoring the, the over hit pretty quickly. Actually, yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm just admiring that by you know bring it. I should, you know, she would notice it. Just send her pictures of it in random places across Plymouth County.